Hi, and praise the Lord. My name is Moffat Moy. I delight to bring you God's word today. I want us to understand spirituality. And I want to engage in this topic because I see there is a need for us to make sense out of the things that we do when uh, things like praying, things like going to church, things like fellowshipping, things like giving sacrifices. Many people don't know the essence or have not understood the essence of some of these things that we embrace as Christians. And it is important for us to come to the understanding of why we do these things. We live life, but we hardly uh, identify the unseen part that contributes to our success. Most of us are able to identify or attribute their success to their hard work, uh, their studies, their intellect. Uh, many people think uh, that these things are what makes a man successful, but life is more than being interaction. Life is more than what we see. And uh, to form the basis of our lesson this night, I want us to try understand some words in Hebrews, probably one or two lines, for us to be able to understand spirituality from the uh, the word of god's perspective the bible says that by faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of god so that what is seen was made out of things that are uh, th sorry that so that what was seen was not made out of things that are visible. In other words, everything we see that is physical was not made from things that were tangible. In other words, it was the word of God that he spoke that brought things into being. And we can relate that with Genesis 1 where the Bible says, of how God spoke and it was. It became as God spoke so that what was seen was not made from things that are seen. The Bible says also in the book of Corinthians that whatever is seen is temporal, but what is unseen is eternal. And many people have had a difficulty in understanding the unseen realm that contributes significantly to what is seen. And that's why they negate the issues of diving deep into the word of God, diving deep in understanding why we need to pray, diving deep into why we need to come together as the word of God instructs us and negate some of these very important discipline, the, 
that we observe as people who are spiritual. We have to understand, therefore, that there is a realm that is unseen that contributes to what is seen. There is a realm that is called the spiritual that contributes significantly to our life and how it is. And when we ignore this, then we ignore a very important component that is always used by our adversary. You imagine a man who would be spoken against by their parents and the words which were spoken by their parents alive or dead who live to influence that man's life uh, in terms of whatever he is able to accomplish in this life. He, it, is, uh, it is impeded or rather, it is limited by the words that were spoken for or even against him. How can that be? We cannot remain ignorant of that fact that there is a realm called the spiritual, that we need to learn its rules of engagement for us to succeed in this life. My brothers and sisters, I come today to help you understand that there is a realm of, of life that we've got to tap into, and that is a spiritual I have more to say if you continue following uh, these uh, teachings that I'm going to be posting as podcasts. We are going to be blessed together. For now, just ask yourself, have you really appreciated that there is a realm that is unseen that contributes to the seen? There, uh, have you appreciated the fact that there is a realm Call the spiritual that contributes to that which is physically uh, identifiable uh, in the name of Jesus. God bless you as you continue listening and let us be blessed together. Diving deeper into the thing, into understanding the spiritual, I want us to look at the Word of God from the book of Second Corinthians 4, verses 16 to 18. Paul exhorts the church and says, So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary afflictions is a preparation for us. An eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not unto the things that are seen, but the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are temporary or transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Paul gives an exaltation trying to give an example of how he himself had suffered by the afflictions afflicted against him because of the gospel, being persecuted 
in every way. And he says that, except that he had the hope that there was a far exceeding hope that outweighed the physical his physical well-being he would not have continued in that which he was uh, endeavoring to do preaching the gospel he had to bear with all the persecutions that were emitted against him during his day because of he being a witness of the Lord Jesus Christ, which was a controversial message in their day. He had to withstand a lot of pressure, uh, pleasure from, from the, the government of the day. But he said that there was a motivation in his heart, an understanding that there was a life that was beyond this life that he was working towards that is spiritual. And he exhorted the church with a name that it should remove its eyes on the temporal physical benefits that would be merely achieved by not rising up in opposition against the, the current of the day. And I want to, ref uh, to reflect on this verse, basically for us to be able to understand this spiritual aspect of our life that we have got to keep sight to, lest we fall victim of just being physical and carnally minded and the people who are just uh, working hard to live well in this life, no matter what we do without seeing the our eternal destiny that is life that is beyond this life this life that life that is promised that is unseen when the holy spirit <clears throat> sorry of god was teaching me of being spiritual one of the things that he made me and he's been making me understand is that the spiritual a realm or reality is that realm that is governed purely by the word of God. The word of God is the source of all things. It defines limits and boundaries that by the divine wisdom of God were set so that everything may live by and anything that does <clears throat> live contrary to the word of God becomes a transgressor and the word of God being life, that life, uh, any transgression, that means anything that gets out of life really does not live, so it dies. So I want you to, I want us to understand that the spiritual realm or the spiritual life is that realm and life that is governed by the word of God and everything in the spiritual realm is set for the boundary by the word of God and it is more real because our victory our 
our being is dependent on it. In fact, it is the foundation of livelihood. Jesus proved this when he walked to a tree that had grown for many years. It had its green leaves, very appealing. And that uh, by, by the green leaves that it had. And when Jesus approached it and looked, expecting that there may be fruits in it, and he found that there was none, he cast the tree and it died. The question that we need to ask ourselves is, this tree was planted and had taken many years to grow, to get to that level that even men would look at it and expect that there be fruits on it. But even if it was well rooted and well nourished by the reason of the time it had taken even to mature, what is this word that was spoken that made it dry? It's a mystery. But it is a mystery that reveals that life is not physical, but life is spiritual. Jesus, being God, spoke the word of God. And the life of this tree was cut off simply because of a word spoken against it, even to the amazement of the apostles of the day. For Peter, seeing the tree that had been rebuked by Jesus, he said, See, the tree you rebuked, all you cast, have dried up. Question. Did the life of the tree depend on being rooted on the ground as we would physically see? All did it depend with the word of God? If it depended upon the root uh, being rooted well enough, it would not have dried. But since it was, that life of the tree was dependent on the word of God. When God spoke against it, there was no option. It had to dry. Again, bringing out the spiritual element of life that we need to understand and appreciate if we are really interested in our victory and live it abundantly and successfully in this life. Nobody will be anything without acknowledging God. No one will go anywhere without acknowledging his word. And the earlier we appreciate and get to the depth of the word of God, that means you are embracing spirituality, embracing the spirituality that determines our being. That is the only time that a man succeeds. 
And I am going to take you further to understanding how to engage uh, the, 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 the spiritual realm and the spiritual life that determines our physical well-being. May God bless you for now. As we look forward to continually listening, God bless you. Engaging further on the issue of spirituality, I wish to really continue. I promise to, to uh, dive deeper into the issue of engaging the spirituality. But it's good always to be reflective of the society around us and be able to learn from it. I have looked and uh, studied a few, uh, few cultures that I have been able to interact with and I found one thing in common that all cultures have had a way of uh, worshipping or rather engaging spiritually. There are things that are done spiritually. Uh, there is uh, communities of different ways of acknowledging the life that is not, not seen or the spirituality that determines uh, their well-being. And communities, different cultures have got different ways of worshipping. It is inherent in man that he has a form of worship and he has a form of interacting with us, uh, with, with uh, the spiritual realm. And this should already tell us something that from a man's nature, Man is a worship being. Man is a worshiping being. In other words, there is a part or an aspect in man that uh, shows that he has an inherent feature that acknowledges the spiritual, the spiritual reality of life. Whether authentic or not, but a man uh, knows that there is a life that is beyond this life that actually determines their well-being and success in life. Today, I want to reflect on the instructions that were first given to Adam on the Garden of, uh, uh, of Aden when he was first placed there by God. God gave him instruction on what to do and what not to do. And the abundant life that Adam was to live was dependent on his heeding to the instruction that God had given. There were set uh, boundaries for Adam. And the essence of this was God making or giving man the power of will to make a deliberate choice to follow the instruction that he had given. It's good to evaluate and look at this whole story. God created all things and praised Adam as the man to watch over everything that he had created. To me, I would call that provision of everything to Adam 
an abundant life. And indeed, Adam was at the apex of success, having been given all mandate and dominion to look over what his creator had, uh, had made and had bestowed the responsibility to take care of. And I believe this is always what every man is looking towards, all uh, towards. But when Adam allowed transgression on uh, of the instructions that were given to him by God, from there we see that this abundant life was taken away from him and Adam had to struggle over what he would eat. God saying that he would labor for what he was to eat. In other words, there was a provision for Adam to live abundantly and never struggling for what he would eat and drink. But when he transgressed, then this was removed. Now, we can learn from that. What was the essence of the instruction of God in the life of Adam? It was that Adam lived abundantly. And the word of God was to safeguard that abundance that he desired Adam to have as the man responsible of all that he had created. The very word that was given to Adam was the very word that was given to Israel. And they were assured of one thing, in their obedience to God, they would always reign and that they would not be outwitted by enemies. Again, the promise of abundance of life is assured in a people keeping the laws and the statutes of God. Yesterday, all in the other podcast, I said that spiritual life or spiritual reality is that life that is governed by the word of God. And since we know that by the many cultures practicing as, uh, 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 their, their own way of acknowledging the spiritual reality of life by worship, and all these things, that means attributing their life to a deity or a higher life that is unseen just shows that a man is inherently uh, made to acknowledge uh, God and worship God. We can then say that our discovering of the way of the Lord, creator of heaven, and earth is our way of getting it right and having the abundance of life that we always look for. And I will to encourage us that the reason why we look in the uh, deeper into the spiritual reality of life is so that we can be able to establish the true path in which when we discover, we are able to 
maximize our life potential, we are able to maximize who we are and be able to live to the fullness of our purposes as ordained by God. Not all spiritual practices are authentic. There is only one. And that is discovering God, creator of heaven and earth, the author of life. And our endeavor should be to really get to know God, the creator and the author of life for us to be able to get from him how he defined our lives to be here on earth and how he himself will consider us to have lived the abundant life that we ought to live on this uh, earth. Hope uh, with this development, we are able to continually see clearer even to the authentic spiritual path that we ought to take. This I speak in the name of Jesus. Hope you're blessed. Continue following. I'm blessed too by being a blessing. God bless you and continue listening.